when I was in middle school, I really loved a Christian rapper named Lecrae and his record label, Reach Records. One of the biggest songs at the time that I was introduced to was called Unashamed. Inspired by Romans 116, an entire brand emerged within the Christian rap community called the 116 Click. The portion of Romans that it's inspired by reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, it is God's saving power for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For it is in the righteousness of for it is in it that the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith. As it is written, the one who was righteous will live by faith. Through high school, Romans 116 and the 116 click became a type of secondary Christian identity. I hadn't yet learned what an evangelical was, and because I attended a non-denominational church, I didn't have much attachment to any tradition. But what I did have was 116. By the time Lecrae's Church Closed mixtape released, I was nothing short of a brand ambassador. Wearing the clothes, buying every CD, memorizing lyrics, and attending concerts. So when Lecrae wrapped the lines, hollering 116, see it tatted on their wrist, because they ain't ashamed of nothing, man, they get it how they live. The old us is dead, the new us is so legit, got a spasm in the game because we know we about to win. I knew what was next, a 116 tattoo. By God's grace, I, I never got that tattoo, although plenty of people have it. But what does stick with me is that passage, Romans 116. There's no doubt that the power of God is a theme that runs throughout the entire book of Romans. In the opening sentences, Paul draws the reader's attention to the Son of God in power. As Beverly Gavente has argued across multiple essays, quote, from beginning to end, Romans announces God's power for salvation. God's power in creation, and God's redemption of the disempowered, end quote. What, however, is the nature of this power? In Romans, the pinnacle of God's power is found in the cross, where the struggle against sin and death ends with the victorious resurrection of Christ. This is why Paul can say in verse 16 that the gospel is God's power for salvation. This, of course, is parad a paradoxical statement when we measure God's power by customary notions of power in our world today. However, God's power is not displayed as such. As Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since, in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of the proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews ask for signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. What I can say in the time remaining, drawing from John Barclay, is that the crucified Jesus 
can be the power of God only if God's power is qualitatively different from human power, not greater in the same scale, but operating on a different plane. May this encourage us and spur us on to press on in being unashamed of the gospel. Let's pray. Almighty God of power and might that is cosmically greater than we could ever imagine, guide our hearts and minds towards your will as we, like your Son, exemplify a power that is often foolishness to the world. Empower us through your Spirit to do more than we could ever imagine as we bear witness to your gospel without shame. In the name of Christ, amen.